This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Think you know Amazon? Think again. Did you know you can get a seasonal warehouse job offered today? You don't even need to interview. That means you can make extra cash before the holidays. You can even pick your own payday. And seasonal jobs can lead to full-time, regular employment. You'll be amazed by what you can get as an Amazon Warehouse Associate. To learn more about all the benefits of working a seasonal job at Amazon, go to amazon.com slash hourly. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode 57. Yep. But book 52. That's right. It's White Lies, which given the demographic makeup of Sweet Valley could be the title of any book. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's propensity for lying their asses off. exactly. Um... So, as you know, we're not massively excited about doing this because it focuses on our least favourite character of all time. He hasn't done the terrible thing that... Yeah, is. that's the thing. Like, I don't know, should we just try and... Judge him as he is. Yeah, because like, up to this point, as far as we know, John Pfeiffer is just like, the sports editor. Kind of a cheery chap. He's grand, like, mm. yeah. That's the thing, because if you were reading this back in the day, yeah. you wouldn't know anything about him. True, as they the, were coming out, it's like, oh, what's John up to? Yeah, you wouldn't... I don't hate that guy. Yeah, he's not going to do anything <laughs> terrible for, like, 30 books. Yeah. So... <sighs> I guess we'll have to we'll do our best yeah I mean we can't really boo him every single time he's mentioned considering the book is about him so yeah, like, no, that'll just get tedious <laughs> so just take it for granted we're booing we're booing internally we're yeah. on the inside full of ghosts so unlike last week where we discovered while we were literally recording <laughs> heaven forbid we might like be organised be organised or you know stop recording or anything no god no editing not for us <laughs> don't know her <laughs> Thank you to our great producers, by the way. They're yeah. very tolerant of having to listen to this. But um, uh, yeah, this week we actually have a finished copy of the book. So we can get going. We can. I think I'm on front tagline today. And it is, will Jennifer despise John Pfeiffer when she finds out the truth? And the answer is kind of yes. Yeah, she sure does. And the back. Hiding the facts. <gasps> mm. Well, he certainly is. Yeah. And uh, this is the blurb. John Pfeiffer. Ooh. Just get it out of the way early. (laughs) Popular sports reporter for the Sweet Valley High Oracle is worried that his good friend Jennifer Mitchell, who is becoming too involved with the dropout Rick Andover. (gasps) Bad news bear. He's back, baby. When he finds out that Jennifer plans to run away with Rick, he enlists Elizabeth Wakefield, who else's help to stop them. (laughs) There's no one else. (laughs) Of course not. Then Rick is arrested. Jennifer is convinced that her father has turned him in. Oh my God, this is so spoilery. (laughs) Furious, she refuses to speak to her father. 
John is the one responsible for Rick's arrest, but there's no way he can admit it now that Jennifer has turned to him for comfort. Then Mr. Mitchell becomes seriously ill. Oh my God, this is like oh yeah, the it's, last it's the tenth thing. of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Good God goes, come on, blurb writers. I mean, really. <laughs> Giving the whole thing away. Yeah. John is faced with a terrible dilemma. Should he tell Jennifer the truth and risk losing her friendship or let her go on thinking her father is to blame? Hmm. Oh, can you guess, listeners, <laughs> what we do? Ugh, this book is so bad. Mm. Um, can we describe the cover? Even the cover is shit. Yeah, the cover is kind of a non-event. Mm. Um, like, it's John and Jennifer, but it's like, we don't know them. We don't no. care about them. Jennifer kind of looks like a slightly rounder cheek. Wakefield. a Wakefield knockoff, basically, yeah. Cross between the Wakefield and Amy Sutton. Yeah, kind of. Just like generic blonde girl. Yeah. Uh, she's no crying. distinctive features. No, none really. And just like pretty blonde girl. She's crying. Is she wearing a polo shirt? She's got a mm, more of a more of a silk blouse situation. Oh, you're right. <laughs> because of course, <laughs> um, she's That's got her. Like. Uh, she's resting her head on John's shoulder. Um, like yeah, John is just wearing some kind of long sleeve black mm. shirt thing like it's very nondescript everybody's boring we yeah. hate them all and they're both just kind of staring off into the middle distance it's like they're both crap by the way like just as people yeah. <laughs> they both suck <laughs> <laughs> they deserve each other <laughs> and on that note let's get going yes we should <laughs> we must <laughs> we begin at the oracle office by the way I'm going to say it now in case any of you are getting your hopes up this is another episode where we do not see somebody who has been missing. He has been MIA for a while now. I don't know if, if I could even say his when, name. I, it's too, it's too sad. Where is he? <laughs> Mr. Collins. Where are you? <laughs> Come back. He's gone. Where are you? Come home, Roger. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go? He's not even mentioned. mentioned. He's not even off camera like he was in a previous one. Yeah. But Liz is there and she's deep in thought because she's going to write yet another scintillating eyes and ears column. (laughs) And her eyes sparkle with amusement as she types. Really? You are not that entertaining a writer. (laughs) Gone though. And that fucking column isn't entertaining enough for that. Is A going out with BJ? BJ, good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jess bursts in, looking for yet another favour. And we're reminded how terrible, I mean, tempestuous she is. (laughs) And we're told the most amazing thing about her. This is like, that is literally what they say. Mm -hmm. Is that she's a twin? Is it? It's kind of a dig as well, though, because it's like the most amazing thing about Jessica is that she's Elizabeth's identical oh, twin, which is kind of shady, point. and I do enjoy that. I like it too. Yeah. Best thing about you, Jessica, is that you can look like your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Who is terrible, but really not nearly as terrible as you. No, true. And of course, yet again, she wants to do. She wants Liz to do one of her chores so she can go to the dairy burger with AJ. And yet again, Liz, the sap, gives in. <laughs> she's such a doormat. It's ridiculous. And like, she knows better. Yeah. She even acknowledges that, like, Jess is, you know, uh, a, a sort of manipulator. Yeah, like she's not going to make it up to you. She's not no. going to like do one of your like housework things in exchange. No. Like you're just a sucker, basically. She really is. Yeah. So, of course, it's the same old, same old for the twins. And Jess runs off uh, to meet AJ, who we're just reminded is her first serious boyfriend. Mm. Just as John Pfeiffer <laughs> comes in. <laughs> It's just a reflex at this I stage, know, isn't it? I know, but it's going to make the episode <laughs> twice as long. So, okay, I'm going to cut it down. So, uh, yeah, he's all distracted and he's uh, he's kind of in a bad mood because apparently he's normally um, one of the most cheerful, easygoing boys at school. Is he? 
I mean, he's, he's generally husband so yeah, far. yeah, he's generally in the middle of like all the Jerry Burger action and true parties and stuff. True. Hmm. So uh, yeah, he he finally cracks because she she pushes it, and he's like, "Do you know Jennifer Mitchell?" And of course, Liz does because of her unusual but memorable looks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she has a cleft chin. Oh yeah, so kind of like an Emily Blunt. Yes. Vibe, but like that doesn't really translate on the cover at all. Uh, no, it really doesn't. And of course, Liz pushes it and uh, demands for more. <laughs> and he uh, he says that she's an old family friend and blushes. And Liz is like, oh, I guess you'd like to know. I guess you think she's pretty special, I guess. <laughs> Smiling warmly, can you imagine? That's the worst. And it turns out that Jen... Is hanging out with Rick Andover. <gasps> oh no! So Liz knows this because she put it in I her know. volume. The yeah, last she episode. acts like this is news, but literally in the last book, it was like, oh, she was putting it in her column, like that yeah. this was happening. So I don't know. Man. And Liz is really sorry for John, uh, as opposed to being sorry for Jennifer, who's now in the clutches of somebody who kidnapped Liz and Jessica. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, because then she's like, uh, oh, Rick Andover. Yeah, she's like saying that Rick Andover is trouble, serious trouble. In fact, he almost ruined Elizabeth's own reputation yeah. at one point. And it's like, okay, look, he's a scumbag, sure, but it was Jessica who nearly ruined her reputation. Yeah, time. true. Lying. Yeah. as Not for the first time. Or yeah. last. Or like, exactly. Yes, yeah, so you can't actually pin that entirely on Rick. No, Fairness. he did kidnap them though. And that had to be rescued oh, yeah. by Todd and oh, his absolutely. fists of fury. Yeah, <laughs> there was that, absolutely. But the whole reputation thing. Oh, it was Jessica, entirely like, Jessica yeah. lying. I mean, yeah. really, she gets away with so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, John says it's his fault that she's got together with uh, Rick because it was he who drove her to the mellow no W music shop to get some sheet music and that's where she met Rick <laughs> okay <laughs> so somehow that's John's fault because he gave her a lift and uh, yeah apparently Rick uh, now has musical ambitions which were never mentioned before yeah apparently he was like in a band before and yeah. he's got a whole like aspiring musician kind of side to him that I guess yeah we've never heard of anyway no he thinks he's the hottest thing to hit music since Elvis Presley <laughs> such a current reference that's well done John yeah <laughs> It doesn't even say Elva, it says Elvis Presley. Presley. Just in case you wondered. Not Costello, Presley. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Je- Jennifer knows all about his criminal past because her dad is a hotshot lawyer. Yeah. And he's like working pro bono in juvenile hall. Uh, with, so he's he's warned her he's against well him. He's well used to Rick's shenanigans. Yeah, uh, but apparently Rick has given Jen- Jennifer a sob story about his deprived childhood. And... Jessica, Liz thinks that Jennifer must be a fool to have bought such a tale because the thought of anyone having a deprived childhood is just oh, unthinkable to her. <laughs> and then John explodes with rage. Uh-oh. Oh dear. At the idea that Jennifer likes this total loser. Mm. And Liz suggests, well, maybe Jennifer thinks she can reform him. And John literally sn- curled his lip. That's sick. He says, mm, "Yeah, it's right, not as sick as what you're going to do in a few months." Oh, yeah, like it's so hard to take anything he says seriously because it's like we know what you're going to do, John. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Ghost Riders probably don't at this stage. No, I know. But, yeah, it's like none of this has been plotted out yet, but we know <laughs> what you're up to. <laughs> we can think about it, and it's he's got a kind of an annoying faux concern because like I just I just wish he hadn't chosen Rick as her first boyfriend. Like, know, like stop pretending that's the issue. Yeah, and also it's like it's none of your fucking business who she goes out with anyway. Exactly, like, it's not like you're involved. She's no. like a family friends like you've known her since you were a baby yeah and Liz could relate to watching someone you love do terrible things because of Jessica 
<laughs> but she also knows you can't force people to, you know, how to live their lives. Yeah. And all John could do is be a friend. Uh-huh. Be there for her. Yeah. And he thinks, well, maybe that means just standing by while she gets into all sorts of trouble. And Liz secretly agrees. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the dairy burger where Jessica is being literally nauseating. <laughs> She's very annoying. Please describe what she's doing. It is appalling. Um, yeah, well, AJ is uh, trying to get the high score on the pinball machine mm-hmm. and Jessica's basically just fucking acting the prick and trying to break his concentration. <laughs> she's like glowing on the back of his neck and oh going like, God. AJ. She's <laughs> like, crooning. She's being really annoying. <laughs> so yeah, she's trying to make him mess up his um, score, but like, not because, you know, she is the high score, just because she's he's not paying attention to her 100%. Yes. So she's like, this is not good enough. Oh my God, she is so shit at he can, he can play a bit of pinball even I, know. I know we had problems with AJ when he arrived but he <laughs> absolutely <laughs> deserves better than this bitch <laughs> so they, she finally manages to get him away yeah he gets his high score though oh yeah that's so true good for you AJ yeah. <laughs> play your pinball pinball's really good fun great crack and uh, they kiss to applause from the Sweet Valley High gang oh stop it just, you're just encouraging her <laughs> stop doing that so Dana is with the usual suspects for some reason and she asks if everybody's going to her party on Friday and Jess is like oh god I can't wait but AJ reminds her they have a prior engagement yeah they're supposed to be going to his uncle's house for dinner on Friday it's um, like a big family affair like his granddad's yeah. going to be there and yeah yeah it's a whole thing it's a big deal mm. when you're that age go to your I mean like friends your boyfriend's grandparents and everything you're like yeah. it's a but of course Jess is like oh no that's out of uh, big deal now we could just miss that and maybe we can go to the party afterwards and AJ's like well no it's two hours it's two hour drive yeah. <laughs> and uh, the others kind of stupidly make jokes about mm. ooh trouble in paradise sort of yeah. things obviously doesn't go down well uh, but AJ's totally chill about it and uh, Jessica's like okay we can discuss it later but of course she's determined to get her way of course <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah she doesn't want to row in front of everybody no and then she shudders because who's come into the dairy burger? It's Rick Andover. Oh yeah, he's not at Kelly's tonight. <laughs> and they tell him all about uh, AJ, all about him, uh, including the stuff about him dropping out of school apparently to become a rock star and he attempted to join the, join the droids. What? When? And he was like a total waster so Dana didn't yeah. give him short shrift. Um, and now he's just blaming the world for his lack of rock and roll fame. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? <laughs> Who even knows? <laughs> and uh, Jess is, uh, says that she's a fool and Jennifer Mitchell is a bigger fool for hanging out with them and what does she see in him and Lila it's uh, kind of great yeah, it's, uh, same thing you saw maybe <laughs> she's like, shut up Lila she does not want AJ to know about that no and um, she and AJ leave and on the way home she tries to persuade him to abandon his family and the long standing arrangement that they have that Jessica knew about to go to yet another party when they have parties in Sweet Valley like every every, every weekend but it works <laughs> yeah he actually does kind of say okay look I'll, I'll like not go to the my fucking family thing that had been organised ages ago that you agreed to go to and uh, Jessica's delighted with herself. Yeah. Nothing is so satisfying, she thinks, as getting her own way. Fucking hell. She's such a monster. She really is. Cut to Jennifer as POV for the first time, who's all excited about Rick. And uh, we learn she has some secret that she longs to tell somebody, but she knows uh, she can't tell her parents. She used to be so close to them, but not anymore. Because mm, they, well, obviously they hate Rick because they know what he's like yeah. basically like her dad is well used to all the stuff that he gets up to and she remembers one person she can tell so we cut to school guess it's the next day where Liz is in the bleachers perving on Jeffrey <laughs> just gazing at him 
longingly. Uh, knowing he was there on the pitch filled her with contentment. Oh, for God's sake. God. <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> um, so John just mopes up and there's an amazing bit where he, he's just like really dr- mopey and droopy. Yeah, he kind of sits up beside her and he's just like, <gasps> <laughs> basically. And then the biggest bit of hypocritical Downright untruth <laughs> that I've ever read. Yeah. Elizabeth didn't know what to say. <laughs> Normally she respected people's feelings and gave them their privacy. Uh-huh. Of course, of course, she was always ready and willing to listen if a friend needed to talk. But she sensed that John was deeply troubled and didn't know her to, who to turn to and that he would keep his feelings bottled up unless someone drew him out. Well, who's going to do it for him? <laughs> John, she began hesitantly. Yeah, right. He met her eyes and she gave him an encouraging smile. You know you can always talk to me if you're feeling down about anything. Oh, she's giddy at the fact that she can oh. fucking pry some secrets out of people. Oh my God. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. So, you want to talk about it? Oh, and she coaxes. Leave him alone. She is loathsome. She's so She's funny. like a oh, ghoul. It's she's just gas. like trying to get like feeding on other people's <laughs> emotions. She's like <laughs> she the emotional vampire. She is. is. In what, what we, we do, do in the, the shadows. shadows. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> Oh, so much has been revealed now. <laughs> Eye opener. Holy well, fuck. she's getting her feed now. <laughs> little Colin Robinson. And uh, she, oh no, Colin Robinson just bored people. She's his, Colin Robinson's He was the lady. energy vampire. Yes. So it's, um, she's the emotional vampire was the other one. Lady, is it Vanessa something? Yes. She was great. So yeah. Um, so yeah, she's, uh, Liz is, is feeding on, on John's end miserable energy. <laughs> she loves the misery. And he reveals what Jen told him in the on the phone last night. And it's big news. She's got a plan. Oh dear. Not good. <laughs> she and Rick are going to take off, go to New York and start a band. Whoa. Yeah, actually, yeah, because apparently Jennifer plays the keyboards. Oh yeah, she and does. Dana had mentioned earlier that she's actually quite good because mm-hmm. she kind of heard her like just noodling around on the piano at some point. Yeah. And um, she reckoned she could be really good if she tried. So Liz is stunned and John doesn't know what to do. And Liz is confused because, you know, she uh, she loves giving advice. but uh, <laughs> She really does. <laughs> so we're, we're told that uh, in the past she'd been asked for advice dozens of times, but knowing what to tell someone didn't seem to get easier with practice. Really? You've had plenty of practice. Never wanted trying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> ah, definitely not. And uh, yeah, she John literally begs her to help him. Because of course he, he does. And Liz says that, look, if you dob Jen in, she'll never forgive you. Yeah. And she has to make her own mistakes. And I mean, yes, but I mean, he's also literally a kidnapper. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, And it is kind of a weird situation because like, she, as she points out, like, you can't control someone's life even if it's for a good reason. True. So he's like, so I just let her go ahead and ruin her life. And it's like, well, yeah. it's not really up to you. Like, Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So uh, over at the edge of the football team field, Jess collapses um, with weariness after the game and just starts flirting <laughs> insanely <laughs> with the football players. Oh, just every, as they're walking past, oh it's like God. Aaron walks past, flirts with him. Like Michael Schmidt walks by, she tries it on with him. And She's it's just really like, full on. It's, it's just like, oh, like, I'll hold you to that sort oh of, gosh. you know, flirty joke. But just the scattergun approach is hilarious. Oh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if they're in her line of sight, she's like, you, over there. <laughs> Come to me. I'll fucking have you, so I will. Probably <laughs> <laughs> should said that. Oh, yeah. uh, then AJ arrives and he, um, she's, he, he's, it's a little bit awkward. Yeah. 
But yeah, because he's like, what's going on? And, and just but, like, she, oh, but she seemed pissed off at the even the idea that he might be pissed off by mm. her blatantly flirting with like seven guys <laughs> in front of him. So uh, they head off. Cut to Liz. She's getting all moody. She can't stop thinking about John's dilemma. By the way, she, so much of this book is just people thinking the yeah. same things yeah. again and again. And uh, Jeffrey asks what's up, but she claims that she doesn't know what to say to the many people who ask her for guidance. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey sort of teases her and then he reveals he can't go to Dana's party because he's got a family thing. And she actually... Uh, she's not really that bothered. She's a bit disappointed they're not going to hang out, but she's mm. like, I'm going to stay at home and chill. Yeah. The next day, she heads after school to the mall bookstore and she returns with a heavy bag of books. How could she afford that? Like, can you imagine if you were 16 just being able to go and buy like seven <laughs> books? That'd be amazing. Well, they're having a half price sales, maybe. Oh, are they? Yeah. So it's only like five books. Yeah. Three, three and a half books. <laughs> she can't wait to go home Ugh. to curl up with a cup of cocoa. Cool. And the short stories of <laughs> Ernest Hemingway. Old Hemingway Wakefield. <laughs> his complete stories at home and it's not that big how has she not read them already like how does she just buy them she's always banging on about him considering he's the only author that she's ever yeah, mentioned exactly <laughs> yeah. what did they find another secret stash <laughs> anyway she conveniently has a, has a craving for root beer so she drops by the dairy burger where everybody is there before the party and uh, John is all moody and she start, tries to, to engage in small talk with him about tennis star Kristen John Thompson okay who's <laughs> Like, why are you talking about him? And again, in Sweet Valley style, uh, John knows all this exposition about Kristen Thompson. Oh, yeah, because it's set up for the next book, of course. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, she's always off at tennis competitions. She works with a coach every day after school. <laughs> like, okay. And, uh, oh, well, there was this famous play- tennis player, Elise Thompson, who died in an accident 10 or 11 years ago. And Mr. Thompson owns the tennis club in town. Could Jesus. there be a connection? Oh, oh my think? God. Could there be? That's so heavy-handed. Such realistic dialogue. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Liz tries to distract him, but it's no joy. But then Rick walks in and some spidey sense tells John that something big is coming up. Tonight's the night. Why does he <laughs> think this? And Liz is actually getting a bit freaked out by how obsessed he is. But of course she gives in. The pair of them tail Rick. Oh, God. Yeah. They follow him to the mellow music shop. And they see see him steal a Fender Strat straight out the window. If you're going to steal a guitar in the shop where you work, why would you go to the illumination? <laughs> it's so hilarious because they literally describe like just like a hand coming <laughs> out over the top of the display and just like lifting the guitar up out of sight. <laughs> it is amazing. And uh, yeah, now it's okay. Liz realizes they crossed a line has been crossed. Yes, yeah. it's a crime. So they decide to ring the owner of the shop, or Liz decides to ring the owner of the shop because mm-hmm. maybe Rick is, has been told he can. Maybe they have an arrangement. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, when we cut to Jess and AJ arriving home after the party, and she's like, "Were you right to abandon your whole family?" He's like, oh, "Yeah, it was fun." <laughs> and. Uh, when she comes in and asks Liz why she wasn't there with Jeffrey and hears about Jeffrey's family obligations, she's like, ha ha ha, you know, family obligations and people respecting your boyfriend's life is, is for suckers. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's not my style. Men need to be told what to do. Oh, God. And Jess feels sorry for her, for Liz, because she doesn't understand the true nature of love. Oh, God. And meanwhile, this is kind of amazing that Liz is literally bored by uh, Jessica's ravings and uh, and things Jessica's monologues could get pretty tedious oh wow <laughs> someone had to say it Stop, right but she can't stop thinking about John and Rick and, and 
Jennifer, why did she care so much? I know, yeah. Well, I suppose they rang the owner, but they don't know then if he called the cops oh, or what actually, you know, how it played out, true. I guess. So I suppose you would kind of yeah. wonder. So, well, it's not playing out very well because Je- for Jennifer because she's waiting in her mother's car to meet Rick mm. and he doesn't turn up. No. And yeah, because it. it's, it's like midnight, I think, that she was supposed to meet him. Yeah. Um, And sure. she's just like waiting in a darkened car, yeah. like at a crossroad somewhere. Two hours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next day, she, she wakes up feeling crap and she's really irritable with her parents and then and her dad gets a phone call from a fellow lawyer. He's got some news. Uh-oh. Rick Andover. <laughs> He's been arrested. For burglary. Oh, dear. And her parents are like, well, we knew he was bad. Right, do so. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jennifer absolutely illogically convinces herself to, like, it's a level of delusion that her parents should actually be worried about. She's convinced her <laughs> parents somehow knew what was going to happen and they framed Rick. It's bizarre, it yeah. It is absolutely unhinged. And of course, she wants to make right. She does. Cut to the beach where Liz is smiling at the frolics of her stupid friends and (laughs) they share the news about Rick. Amy has heard it from her mother and John, of course, is there too because he's everywhere now. And... Everywhere you turn, there he is, you know, moping away. Yep. And Liz sort of catches John's eye because they realise, okay, right, the, you know, the owner obviously yeah. called the cops. And she feels a bit weird about the whole thing. And uh, she distracts herself by looking at Jessica and AJ. They're arguing about, you know, what's the best way to go on holiday to a city where you could party or to, you know, chill out in the country. And Jessica literally pretends to strangle AJ <laughs> in order to get him to agree to Yeah, like he, he can't have an opinion different to hers. Yeah. Liz is like, OK, this is not healthy. Yeah. I <laughs> you know about this, lads. And uh, Jennifer at school. Because uh, I guess it's a few days later now, is having a really bad time. People have been staring at her all week. They all knew she was sort of seeing Rick. Yeah. And the only person who's been normal with her is John. So she really uh, relishes his friendship. And uh, meanwhile, Jessica literally drags AJ onto the tennis court <laughs> because she wants to play tennis and he has to play tennis too. <laughs> you <laughs> can't have different interests to me. <laughs> he's never played it before. Who cares? Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a basketball guy. So that's yeah. what he plays usually. And uh, and he's terrible at it. And uh, there's a girl in the next court who's great. It's the aforementioned Kristen Thompson. Uh-huh. And there's a great bit where Jessica's like, oh, wow, you're really good. Maybe we could go to the court sometimes. And the girl tries to stop laughing. He's like, well, yeah, okay. He's like, uh, no, thanks, you're grand. <laughs> not wasting my time with you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Jennifer has more serious problems because she hasn't talked to her dad all week. Oh, my God, Jennifer. Why like, do that's you really th- hard to do as well. Like how no, you're the only child. <laughs> it's like no. It's like how are you managing this? Yeah. And uh, while her mother's trying to, you know, chastise Keep her about this, somehow, her yeah. mother notices that her dad isn't looking too well. He's like, oh, it's just heartburn. And just Jen is like, oh, I don't give a shit. And we cut to Friday. John is in the Oracle office, and when Jennifer comes in, he literally gapes with joy, <laughs> and she uh, she tells him about how terrible it is that her dad, you know framed Rick for a crime he didn't commit like the A-team so weird but, <laughs> such a weird conclusion to jump to so like, extreme Jesus. and John rightly feels terrible because he's like oh shit that was me yeah um, and he knows that she had a really great relationship with her parents and now he's like basically destroyed it but he can't come clean or she'll hate him instead oh and she is really leaning on John as well because she just doesn't want to talk to anybody else about yeah. any of this stuff she doesn't have any friends yeah but um, while she's raving about how great John is as a friend uh, she's uh, gets called to the office over the intercom, Mm-mm. and she's sure it's something to do with Rick. Why? <laughs> like, why would they call the you? Fuck? By the way, your dropout boyfriend is uh, I don't know out on bail or something. <laughs> so I guess go get him. Like, no, that is not a school announcement. 
<laughs> well, unsurprisingly, it's not Rick. It's her dad. He's been taken to hospital. No. And uh, he, uh, John is like, oh, shit. Um, okay, I'll give you a lift to the hospital. And he's like, no, I'm never going to see him. I know, see him. she's such a little bitch. It's like, I, go see your dad. Jesus. He's had a heart attack. Even if he did do this, like, go see him. He's had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, Jess and, and her pals are bored at the cafeteria. And Amy suggests they add a new category to the slam book. The slam books just will not die. <laughs> oh, well, my God. If Amy has anything to do with it, they won't. <laughs> and they suggest Lila for most likely to end up in jail for tax evasion. <laughs> Fantastic. And Lila suggests what about best kisser? I can't believe they don't have that already. I know, it seems like such a basic kind of category. Yeah. Considering they've all fucking shifted each other at this stage anyway. Like. They've all shifted half the school. Yeah. And they basically acknowledge that. Mm. And they start comparing notes with people and like, it's kind of funny because just like, I have to admit Bruce is really good even though he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but when AJ comes up, he over, and Jess is like, oh yeah, we just talked about who's the best kisser. And AJ is... I mean, I could have said he wouldn't be delighted, but no. he is a bit, like, prissy about it. He is, yeah. But I guess also you would be a bit, if your boyfriend, if your girlfriend was literally saying, yeah. ha- admitting to you, oh, you were just talking to who's the best kisser. You know, <laughs> Out of all these guys that I've shifted. Including you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comparing notes. It's like, eh. But Jessica's like, oh, he'll get over it. Yeah. John and Jennifer head to Seca Lake. And he is loving how much she's relying on him emotionally. It's a bit very creepy. It is. He sucks. Uh, And she's not even talking about Rick that much. And, but he does feel a bit guilty that he hasn't seen her dad who's still in hospital. Fuck's sake, John. Like, this is bigger than you now. (laughs) Like, for fuck's sake. And he tries to say, look, your dad would probably do better if he could just see you because that's how medicine works in Sweet Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about willpower. (laughs) And your family just turning up and like giving you something to live for. But she doesn't care. Then we get another bit of continuity. Oh, Jesus. Because what is Liz up to? <laughs> it's the continuity that we don't want that oh, keeps Christ. coming up. <laughs> what is she's it? still fucking digging around with her goddamn recorder. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and she's horrifying our beloved Prince Albert because he gives her a doubtful glance. And yeah, he, he kind of sits down beside her, I think, while she's practicing. And then he just gets up and walks to the other side of the garden. It's like, good for you, Prince Albert. <laughs> you show him. Yeah. And then AJ turns up and he's meant to be picking up Jess, but she hasn't even turned up yet. And he's he's clearly feeling a bit insecure about Jessica. They're kind of like sowing these seeds of like hmm. things not being that great between them. But yeah. like, I feel like it doesn't really go anywhere. No, unless they pick it up in the next book. Yeah. Maybe they're doing this. Um, and Liz is a bit awkward because she doesn't even just go, oh no, I'm sure she isn't. She's like, <laughs> and Jessica turns up and they head off but Liz is like okay something's about right there yeah and John wings Liz and she literally holds back a sigh as he waffles on there are literally like five page s- spreads in this book that's just John going oh I feel so guilty but if she knows about that it was me blah 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 we know cares? what's happening you don't have to keep reminding us and he insists on meeting in school right now he really doesn't take no for an answer he really doesn't yeah and they head, she meets him in the bleachers and he tells her about Jennifer's dad is having open heart surgery the next day Jesus. and how Je- Jennifer won't see him. And John or is, is, he's upset. But Liz says, this isn't an option now. Yeah. You have, you to, have tell to tell her. her. Yeah. What if her dad dies? And he's like, oh, but she'll probably be fine. And she won't talk to me again if she knows the truth. And Liz says, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> have to tell her. Again, this has gotten out of hand and, like, you need to fix it right now. Yeah. And in fairness, I can't believe I'm saying this about him, but he agrees. And I yeah. think he only agrees because Liz says, what, I'm driving you to her house. Yeah, she's also like, look, if you don't tell her, I fucking will. Yeah. Because if anything happens to her dad mm. during surgery, like, you, you can't... You are a monster. You can't let this happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they do it. Um... 
And uh, she's like, oh my God, I need to go to the hospital right now. And they have a very awkward journey. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's so awkward because Liz, I think, sits outside while he goes in to come clean to Jennifer. Yeah. And then like, he's like, do you want to live to the hospital? And she's like, yeah, I fucking do, all right. <laughs> she's obviously furious with him. <laughs> and when they go out, yet again, there's no room in the Fiat Spider. Oh so God! He <laughs> she has to sit on his lap, like, for fuck's oh, yeah. sake. Road safety! <laughs> oh wait, well, they really don't care about it. And then they arrive to hear that her dad is in intensive care and she... She goes off and John and Liz ignore the fact that they're not allowed to go into intensive I care. I think I literally wrote down like, where are you going? Like, yeah. where are you going, lads? What is happening? <laughs> and they find out that her dad is in surgery and she Jennifer tells John to fuck off and he refuses to leave the hospital. Mm. And uh, even though he's been told to repeatedly, again, doesn't take no for an take answer. Take no for an answer. Oh, well. Liz sympathises because she remembers all the time she's waited in the hospital for various preposterous yeah, actually, accidents. I mean, she's well used to the hospital at this stage. And, uh, yeah, actually they have to give up because the staff just won't tell them anything. Yeah. And uh, Jessica at home tells uh, Liz that she's a doormat for driving the two of them to the hospital <laughs> and she is not wrong. But she's a doormat for other reasons Yeah, but well. Liz is like, that's not true, Jess, and you know it. And it's like, it absolutely is true. <laughs> and we all know that it's true. <laughs> and Jessica has a bit of a dilemma. Because it turns out that that Lila has got two tickets for some gig. Oh that, yeah, Jack Hunter, hot new rock star. Yeah, and both Jess and AJ wanted to go, but there's only two tickets. And uh, so obviously Lila's giving this her spare ticket to Jess. Mm. And actually, this is one time where I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. That, like Lila, because it's like, oh, can I go without AJ? It's like, well, Lila's giving you her spare ticket. There's only yeah. one spare ticket. You're so, Lila's best friend. Yeah, like go to the gig. It's fine. It's not like you acquired two tickets yourself and decided to go without yeah. them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Liz thinks this is trouble in paradise, but she doesn't really have time for this kind of nonsense because she's still obsessed with John and uh, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer and uh, Jennifer's dad. At least that's somebody who should be worried about. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. And Ned says, Ned, she tells all to Ned, and Ned is like, well, look, I know his colleagues in the office, so I'll check them tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Next day, Enid excitedly tells Liz she needs some help. Because she's got a little plan. Can you tell us what it is, Karen? Uh, so, yeah, apparently the Big Sisters programme has been recruiting at Enid's mum's office. Mm. Uh, and they were talking about it and thought it would be great if we could get girls from school to be Big Sisters too. God help the poor so, kids. Yeah, yeah they not are share. not the best role models. <laughs> oh, really aren't. But Liz stares in admiration at Enid and ponders how, how she has such a wonderful big heart and always doing things for others. Is she? I mean, okay. It's gas though the way they describe the girls in the programme. It's like motherless, underprivileged (laughs) girls. Like, fucking hell, all right. (laughs) Oh, they bet they're from the other side of the tracks. Oh, you can be sure of it. This is some Trisha Martin territory. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little mini Martin. And Liz realises that Enid has it all planned out and says she'll she'll mention it in the Oracle and Mm. she thinks it'll be uh, really popular. John, of course, is still trying to find Jennifer. She's not in school. And uh, Liz manages to reassure him by ta- by calling Ned and finding out that Mr. Uh, Mitchell got through surgery and he's yes. doing okay. Yeah. And John, again, God, he's such a fucking needy. He <laughs> begs Liz to talk to Jennifer for him and she says, okay, fine, we'll go to the hospital. And they go in and there's like two pages of Liz like wandering around the hospital finding the ward oh buying God. flowers they really just bring up the word count at this stage like oh yeah <laughs> this book could have been ten pages long and Liz has a plan she buys these flowers she goes up to find somehow gets into the ICU I know yeah like who let her in here <laughs> oh my god the security in this hospital is atrocious. <laughs> it's lax I mean lax. it is a hospital that somebody was kidnapped from very true 
think they'd be a bit more strict. Yeah, you think they would have bumped up security <laughs> somewhat after the whole kidnapping incident, oh, but I guess not. Chance. No. So, uh, yeah, Liz, uh, Jennifer's mother was on a break when Liz comes in with the flowers and she's like, wow, Liz Wakefield, I didn't think you even knew what my name was until oh, yesterday. <laughs> well, she, she sees a, uh, somebody in need. She starts poking her over in. She's right there. Yep. And she hands her the flowers and says, oh, I just found them at the nurse's station. Of course, she's faked a note from John. God, yeah. And uh, Jennifer's going to throw them in the bin, but then she looks at John's name and basically the dam bursts. Oh, she, she sobs. Yeah, because they're signed love John Pfeiffer and that's enough to send her over the edge, apparently. Well, see, there's now be enough to send me over the edge as well. So. <laughs> this whole book is sending me over the fucking edge, I'll tell you. <laughs> Good point. So she's like, oh, she was the best friend I ever had and I, Rick was just a phase and oh, I need to, you know, I need John. And she, uh, she, she stays there and Liz goes and gets John and yeah. makes some crack about, oh, you owe me money for some flowers. Yeah. No, seriously, though. Yeah, <laughs> Pay me back, really do. <laughs> They're expensive. I have paper card. And of course, John goes up, finds Jennifer. They make up and he's like, do you want to go get a Coke in the cafeteria? She's like, yes. And uh, good for them, I guess. Oh, I suppose. Like, I don't I don't like either of them. So no. I'm just like, I don't care about this. Oh, know. They really are the worst plot. It's not even a subplot. They're the main plot. Yeah. God help us all. <laughs> yeah. And Liz arrives home and she sees Jess and AJ and they're laughing, you know, happily together. And they look mm-hmm. madly in love. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, it's all uh, based on a lie. <laughs> because Jess is such an arsehole. <laughs> Can you tell us what she's done? Um, Jessica pretends like she's after setting up this whole Big Sisters program in school. So and she's has recruited Liz and Enid. Yeah, she's completely taking the credit for this thing. It's so funny. And Liz is just like, oh. Oh, why are you not angry with her? No, yeah. She's so awful. Like and she's Yeah, like as soon as you kind of realise what she's doing, would you not just be like, actually no, Enid set this up. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Straight away, like why are you letting your best her friend. get away with this? You yeah. are all terrible. And uh yeah. But she she kind of thinks, Oh, you know, well they do look very happy together, but I guess it was based on a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God. Yes, it was. And she just kind of brushes it off like it's so silly. Oh god. So after school on Friday, and the Sweet Valley High crew are celebrating the arrival of the weekend, and they are losing their fucking minds. I know it's like it's like going to the beach is, is what you do anyway every yes. weekend, but there's like a whole announcement and everything. Yeah, like Winston shouting for quiet. Ken Matthews and Winston Egbert donned sunglasses and climbed on top of Winston's battered Volkswagen. They were both wearing flared Bermuda shorts and mismatched Hawaiian print shirts. How did they like whistle? I know. And, uh, you know, Ken is like, listen up, you lowly peons. And then Winston takes the stage and says, as you know, it's Friday afternoon once again. And once again, it's time to hit the beach. Ow! What? Crowed (laughs) Aerodos. And then Lila shouts, time to party. They must have lost their fucking minds. What is happening? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm here for Ken Matthews in a Hawaiian print shirt, I have to say, but like... Dancing on a car. I, I'm totally into that. <laughs> but like, there's, what is happening? so extra. <laughs> it's so silly. And Elizabeth grins as she surveys the scene. It never ceased to amaze her how much energy her friends had. Every weekend was a whole new cause for celebration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cause for having some sort of episode. Oh God, yeah. It's very strange behaviour. So they're all heading off, but Liz notices that one person is left on the Sweet Valley High grounds. <laughs> it's Kristen Thompson and she's on the tennis court. 
that's where she lives now. because yeah, <laughs> she's always there. Yeah. And Liz feels sorry for her, the patronising. <laughs> I know, it's like she could be happy out playing tennis and doesn't want to go to the beach with you assholes, but she no. Is. <laughs> so yeah, tell us what Liz does. Yeah, so she comes up to Kristen and oh, she's, she's like, terrible. introduces herself because like you don't know her, leave yeah. her alone. But a anyway, stranger. She's, stranger. Um, she invites her to come to the beach with them and Kristen's like, oh thanks, but I'm meeting, I'm meeting my coach at the yeah. club in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm just hitting around a few balls before I meet her. And Liz is like, but it's Friday, she said in a cajoling tone. Can you imagine? She wanted Kristen to feel welcome, so you're going to badger her into doing something she doesn't want to do. Like you offer, you made an offer. She's clearly like a confident person. I she know. said no. And and like, I, Bruce turns up. Oh yeah, And Liz is like, tell her Bruce, it's too hard to play tennis. Like, fuck off and leave her alone. So why are you listening Bruce? <laughs> oh my God, like a few books ago, you saw Bruce like practically... Like oh. sexually assaulting um, Julie, what's her name? Julie Porter. By getting strange boys to get, like they oh. want to get strange boys to go and get off with her. This is not the man to have on dungeon. your side. Yeah. Oh, sex alcove. <laughs> sex alcove. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they just kind of pester her basically and it's like literally leave her alone. She please. blushes. She does. Yeah, because I think Bruce kind of tries to talk her into coming as well and mm. yeah putting on the Bruce charm she, yeah and she's like oh no thanks for asking though you're <laughs> sure positive lads like leave her alone please well never take no for an answer <laughs> here's the motto yeah and Liz wonders if anything could tempt Kristen Thompson away from the tennis course like why should it I know she obviously likes playing tennis I know fuck off can you read us out please this <laughs> shitty is Elizabeth right is it true there's nothing that will tear Kristen away from the tennis court who cares oh my god it's let her play tennis it is the most boring like cliffhanger Tag ever like find out in Sweet Valley High number 53 second chance if we must oh Jesus and that was fuck's sake White Lies White Lies that sucked it really did <laughs> It is the worst book. It's it anybody the worst. Yeah, worst one so far. Completely. Maybe I haven't read it back in college when my sister posed that question because I think it was definitely. You didn't have all the, the facts. That's what it was. True. It wasn't a full, a full. Uh, I didn't have the full picture. Yeah. So did it even have any stats and outfits? Um. Well, actually, the stats are better than uh, against the odds because the blondness yes. got two mentions. Mm. Okay, better than last time. But the blue green eyes got six. Yay! <laughs> Which Does is, doesn't make up for it, but it's much it's better. But uh, outfits, outfits, pretty much those Bermuda shorts and Hawaiian shirts oh, were the most exciting thing to happen. I didn't even think they were counted. Yeah. Oh, I read them out. I'm no, sorry. that's okay. Uh, then I think earlier on, oh yeah, when um, Jess is getting Liz to do the laundry for her or whatever, mm-hmm. Liz says, maybe later you could hand wash that silk sweater of mine you borrowed. Because <laughs> we're moving into sweaters now as well as blouses. Of course. And the hand, again with the hand washing. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, well. That was White Lies, and mm-hmm. I think we're all very relieved it's over. Thank God. But next week, we'll hopefully have something more exciting, because next week it is going to be something that uh, is happening in the future. Oh, my God. It is our live episode. Oh, yeah. So you may be able to get those last two tickets, and then you will be... Um, oh, no. Oh, no. At this stage, we've done the live thing, so we're recording from the past. We are recording from the past, so I hope it went well. Yeah. Great job, us. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Hopefully, so good. <laughs> hopefully we won't have to come back in the studio soon and go we're terribly sorry that yeah. we set the studio on fire and there would was like to no ap- live episode. like to apologise for the events of the live episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well we're going to take it that disaster did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it all th- went well and everybody was happy. <laughs> that is going to be your next episode. Yes. And it is going to be with special guest Louise O'Neill the first time we found a special guest. <gasps> I know. It's exciting. It is exciting. And we will be discussing a little book called mm-hmm. 
Winter Carnival. That's right. It's his Christmas special because by the time it airs, it is going to be quite close to Christmas. True, yeah. And don't worry, there's going to be another Christmas episode to keep you going over the lull between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> we don't want to tell you what that is yet. But uh, please let us know what you think of White Lies or uh, John Pfeiffer. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I know. <laughs> um, you know where to find us. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and find out about all the shows at HS Pod Network and This Headstuff. And we will see you in two weeks, hopefully, mm-hmm. where we find out what happens. When the Wakefields head to <laughs> a winter, winter carnival. Live! Ah! <laughs> oh, God. Fingers crossed, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.